0: OPP received some complaints after the Thunder Bay Amber Alert set off phones Ontario-wide. Didn't set off my phone yet. I'm still having issues with that. However, during this uh, show, the the uh, the announcement did come over the radio and uh, and do its job there. What are the parameters for issuing these alerts? How do you decide which ones are provincial and ones are a specific region? Let's bring in Sergeant Carol Dion, OPP spokesperson, in with us now. Carol, thanks for taking the time. We appreciate this.
1: Well, thanks for having me.
0: So uh, was, it, was the Thunder Bay uh, Amber Alert supposed to come to Southern Ontario?
1: The Amber Alert is set to go off provincially, so um, yeah, so it's distributed province-wide.
0: So if there's uh, a, a child that's been abducted in Thunder Bay, we're going to get noticed down here. Yes, you are. And uh, what is the advantages to that? Some are saying, why do we need to know what's happening in Thunder Bay?
1: Well, for one, it's not our intent to cause any inconvenience or disruption to um, anyone. However, uh, we'll say we won't apologize for taking any steps necessary to locate an abducted child that's uh, deemed to be an imminent danger. Um, But with technology now and even the time that it can take somebody to travel, uh, it's important for us to get the message as far out and everywhere as we can. We all know that um, those who have cellular device or wireless device, we're not just sitting uh, at home or in our uh, hometown each and every day. We could be just about anywhere.
0: Yeah, I, good point. I mean, I guess you could fo- your phone could be going off as you're driving to Thunder Bay, even though you're from Southern Ontario.
1: Exactly, you know, mm. and we could be visiting families, friends from anywhere in the province. Mm. And I may be sitting there at a park one day and I'm getting this alert and I'm actually sitting in front or nearby or I might have seen a child just moments before mm. and it may not even be in my regular or typical area. Um, so if it means a 5-second, seconds disruption, um, I will take that. I will take that disruption knowing that potentially I can save the life of a child and bring him back safely to um, their caretaker.
0: Good point. Uh, how did this alert work compared to others? There's been issues as we've tested this. How, obviously, this was a real-life scenario. This wasn't a test. Mm-hmm. But how did this work? How did this one work out?
1: Well, we feel it definitely worked um, successfully. The child was apprehended a few Mm -hmm. hours after uh, the alert was issued. Um, I don't have the information yet how uh, the information came about to the person that located the child if it was through Um, The wireless system, cable, satellite, their radio, or even the TV, there's so many different options that you can get that information now. Um, But it was through the Amber Alert, and the child was um, brought back and is now in safe hands. So when
0: there is an issue, Sergeant, what happens? What's the process? How do one of these get
1: issued? Well, firstly, we need to um, make sure that it meets one of the three criteria. The first one is that we believe that the child under the age of 18 has been adu- abducted. The second part is that we, and when I say we, law enforcement, um, policing agencies, believe the child is in danger. And then that we also need to have descriptive information about one or more of the following. So we need to have descriptors of the child, the abductors, and or the vehicle. And again, to believe that uh, an immediate broadcast alert will help us in locating that child.
0: Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. And listen to The Scott Thompson Show weekdays from noon to 3 on AM 900 CHML.